All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. We have Kevin Raymond joining us today. Kevin is a mindset coach helping clients in all areas in love and business, as well as partnered with Trevor Matthews, where they train coaches to build and scale their businesses. I'm very excited to bring him on today and just have a great conversation. I was talking to him beforehand, and I think it's going to be a good one. So let's go ahead and cue that intro, and then we'll jump in. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. Great to be here. Yes, I'm very excited to have you on today. I wanted Thanks. to start off the podcast with the question that this podcast uh, was founded on, which is what would your definition of a solopreneur be? And what would your definition of a business owner be? And uh, is there a difference in those? Um, I think... There is a bit of a difference. I think they're very much the same thing. Like if you're running a business, you're an entrepreneur, it's your business, that type of thing. But uh, but I think a solopreneur, is, it's just a much more personal thing. And it's, you know, it's more about you and your dreams and your ambitions and things like that. And you put what you put into it. And I think it's as a person, you're a solopreneur. And as a, as a business owner, you're an entrepreneur. So you know, you bring that, you bring that with you. It's, it does take a special person to be an entrepreneur and to have their yeah. own business and have their own um, programs and things to scale and build. And I think you have to have that passion with you uh, most of the time. So, you know, that I think that, you know, those are the differences, obviously both require you to work immensely hard and hmm. um, you know, but you're, I think a solopreneur realizes, you know, you just, you keep going no matter what and mm -hmm. you quite often hear no um but you just keep going anyway i think that's that's the biggest difference right it's just all yeah. in right yeah so yeah that's the big one i love that so would you say that you're a solopreneur you're a business owner now in your business what does that look like for you well i'm a solopreneur who owns a business yes <laughs> um and, uh, and I, I, so I have my own coaching business, Kevin Raymond coaching, and yeah. I'm a mindset coach and I, I, uh, help people with, you know, overcoming limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome and, and, you know, work-life balance and relationship building and team building and, you know, surviving traumatic experiences, things like that. Um, helping them break away from past experiences that are holding them back. Uh, and then I also have, um, a business with my partner Trevor Matthews and that's called the coaches coaches and we have a 12-week program that we coach coaches people who want to be coaches or people who are early on in their coaching career and need to scale their business and also need to know how to actually coach properly so we do a very intensive uh, oh, coaching cool. training but then yeah. we also have that component of how to run your business scale your business acquire clients and keep clients and then keep clients coming in while you're dealing with the clients that you have, right? Hmm, so it's nice. like a, a whole thing. So it's okay. Good. What got you to that point yeah. to creating that whole business and really starting that that process? 
Uh, so I get. I guess uh, it's it's a long story, but I'll I'll try and make it as quick as possible. Hey, we got time. Um, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've always been like I've always had a had like a kind of a training background uh, career in like mm-hmm. I've, I've been a recruiter. I worked for uh, cabinet ministers in the uh, federal and provincial government in Canada. Um, oh, wow. So I was a, a policy advisor to them. Um, and uh, and then I also had my own business. Um, I, the, I left the government when I adopted a couple of children. Um, and then I took some time off and I never went back to it because it was such a demanding job. Uh, yeah. And I ended up uh, starting a design build company because I was uh, I've always had a passion for it. And I did that for a number of years. And then um, I ended up having like uh, heart difficulties and I ended up having some open heart surgery and oh, things wow. like that just when just when COVID hit actually the day that uh they shut everything down for COVID was the day that I went in for my surgery <laughs> so that was oh my goodness like did you wake up and were like what happened to the what? world <laughs> actually no it was that, like I literally was I, I my friend took me to the hospital and as we were going in the hospital they said only I can go through and he couldn't go through because they shut it down and then I went in and I, and then I, like, I was the last sur- I was ground zero for surgery. Like I was the last one to have it. Right. And um, so it, you know, it was a little bit scary, but it was also amazing because I had like an entire staff waiting on me hand and foot. So it was, <laughs> it was you know, I, bet. I spent a week there. Um, but then during my recovery, um, you know, I thought I can't go back to doing what I was doing because of the amount of stress and physical exertion and things like that. So it would take a long time for me to be able to get back to that. And I had uh, previously done a number of certificate programs and things, and I had a few of them that were left undone. So during my recovery, I took that time to finish it up. And I, you know, finished a few leadership programs with Cornell University. um, And I finished uh, an NLP program, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. So I got a certificate in that, and then I received my master's in that. Um, and ultimately that led me to starting a coaching career. Um, and you know, I took a number of courses, joined a different amount of groups and things like that. And I kind of put together a program that I found most people uh, appreciate because it's, it's addressing specific things that they, they need to address. And then, um, and then I ended up partnering with, uh, Trevor, who I met in a program as well. And, uh, and we thought, you know what, there's so many things missing in the programs that people are offering coaches, mm. we, we could literally make a program just out of all the stuff that they're not giving other people, right? Yeah. So, so that's what we did. We developed a program that addresses all of the things, like we went through hundreds of people surveying and asking, like, you know, when you took this program, what did you, what did you walk away with? And what did you think you, what did you expect when you went in? And mm. what did you get? And what would you like to have gotten? Right. So we kind of developed our program around that. And, you know, it seems to have worked well for us. So so it's good. And that that's a a very short version of how how it happened. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I love that. So what were some of the things that uh, you found were missing from coaching programs? I'm curious now. Well, a lot of times like when we spoke to people, um, I think a majority of programs offer a marketing program more than a coaching program right so the whole key is you know how to scale your business but if you if you don't know how to be a coach you don't you can't really scale your business because you don't have any clients and you're not getting 
you know, um, organic marketing is a very big thing, obviously DMing, you know, you can do that, but it takes forever to get a, a client base out of DMing. Right. Yep. Um, so it, it really was the biggest thing that people found, they took these programs and they spent like thousands and thousands of dollars on them, but they would leave that program and do nothing with it because they didn't have the coaching skills they needed. Like they didn't know how to, how to talk to people or how to actively listen to people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and understand and empathize with their, with their situation. Like how do, how can I help you resolve your problem? Right. And I think, you know, one of the biggest issues with coaching or having a coach sometimes is um, them not listening to you. And, yes. and, you know, like as a coach, you're not really a big talker. Like you're listening to your clients and you're trying to get your clients to resolve these issues on their own. And you're giving them tidbits of information to help them search for that inside themselves. Yeah. Um, but that's a skill. It's a development over time. Right. And, yeah. and most, I would say 98% of the people that we spoke to, that was the biggest issue is that they didn't have any, or receive any coaching experience or guidance, right? So mm-hmm. that's a big component of what we're doing because, you know, it's, that's what you need to, like, you know yourself, you're not going to hire somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about or doesn't have the ability to identify what your issues are. If you can't even right. do that, then the likelihood of acquiring a client is pretty slim, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, and those, those are the things that we looked at and, and develop for like, you know, even, even something as simple as finding your niche. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I spoke to many people who, you know, when I asked them what your niche is, well, it's one of nine things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've heard that so many times. You're going to have a hard time (laughs) with that. One one, of nine things. Yeah. I know. Right. So, uh, it's all about showing people how to, you know, revise that and get in there and make it a dot out of hundreds of thousands of people these are the ones it's much easier to service you know a hundred thousand people with specific issues right than it is to service hundreds of thousands of people with the same thing like you're just you're not gonna it's not gonna happen right so it's all about you know how to do that how to find your ideal client how to make things work for you how to develop a program you know how to write a program how to yeah. how to show people and give people what they need to move forward? How do you get past limiting beliefs? How do you, you know, imposter syndrome? All of those things. Yeah. So, what would you say are the top three to five skills that the best coaches have? I would say you you have to have like active listening is yeah. huge. And right? what does that um, look like? What does that mean? It means actually understanding and listening to somebody where you can, you can actually um, figure out what's, what their issue is without them actually telling you directly what their issue is, right? So mm. you've got people talking to you and they're, they're going through a whole bunch of things and they're surface skimming the surface of their issues. <laughs> As a coach who has a, a good sense of listening skills, you can pick up on the things that, and go back and say, you know, you mentioned that you were struggling with this along the way is that an issue that you're still struggling with? Is that something mm. that's still with you? Do, you? do you feel that that's something that's holding you back, right? Do you want to look at that? Do you want to go a little bit deeper into that, right? Yeah. Uh, so active listening is incredibly important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to make sure that you have that. Uh, empathy is also important because you want, you want your clients to know that you understand what they're going through. You can relate to it, you know, and 
even if you don't, even if you're not in the same situation, like, you know, my client is a woman who has like three kids separated, you know, I'm not a woman. I don't have three kids. I'm not separated, but I totally understand what you're going through. And I'm, I'm there to understand what you're going through. And I can, I can understand why you would have to change your commitments and change the way you're looking at things and change the way that you have to do things. So I know that you can't always commit to like Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. Right. Like I understand that. So how do you relate to that when you're coaching over a screen? Right. Because um, I think there's a big piece of empathy that comes from your body language and your tone of voice and things like that. You kind of take that away. How do you portray that through your words and through your experience? I think you can still do that on on screen through, you know, mirroring your client and looking and watching your client's expressions and watching them stare off into dead space when you're talking. It's like, maybe I lost that one, right? Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you want to be able to, you you, you have to be able to pick that up. And and the biggest thing is that, you know, when you get on a call, it's just like, hey, how are you doing today? Right. And you can see that that person is not in the same place you are at. Right. So you don't want to. You want to make sure you see that and you can pretty much tell the moment you you, know, you get on screen whether that person's going to be in a good place or not so great place right yeah. so it's that it's that type of thing right um and being able to read that I, I think it's it's quite it's it's just as easy to do it on screen as it is in person mm-hmm. um yeah. maybe even more so because it's mm. it's all your eyes and facial expressions right so it's yeah. you know it's not fidgeting and stuff like that, right? It's more, it's more like, whoa, that, did you really say that? You know, so it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit different that way. I think yeah. uh, another big thing would be um, constructive criticism and being mm-hmm. able to, to uh, relate to somebody that what they did did not work and uh, probably didn't have the most positive outcome that they wanted to. But what are the lessons that you're learning from that? Like, what did you get from that? How how can you yeah. do better because of what you experienced? You know, nothing that a bad experience or a, a mistake is one step closer to achieving your goal because you, you can't do something without ever making a mistake, but you can't also like shoot them down because, oh my God, that was like such a stupid thing to do. Like, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. That was okay. So this was a little bit unexpected and maybe not the way that we thought it would go, but what did you get from that? Like, why do you think it went that way? What do you think? Do you think that there was anything specific that you did to cause that to happen or were there other factors involved? Like, let's take a look at it and dissect it a little bit and see what happened. And then what, what can we do to make sure it doesn't happen again? You know, what, what issues were there that we can avoid things like that? Maybe we didn't have enough information. Maybe we didn't do enough research. Maybe you didn't, you know, listen exactly to what the person was telling you. Right. So, right. so that, that's another thing that's like those, I think those are the top three things um, that, that you could give somebody, but also um, just being able to um, have compassion and um, the ability to, to, you know, again, relate and empathy and understanding, right? And you have to have knowledge um, to help people. You have to make sure that you have the skills and abilities to do that. You don't have to know everything, but yeah. you certainly have to know a little bit more than the person you're talking to. Right. Yeah. Like they're coming to you to do that. And the other thing that's key is um, you cannot tell somebody how to do something you haven't done or been through. Right. 
Uh, like you have to have you have to have had that experience. So I can't I can't say like I'm gonna yeah. come join my coaching program. We're gonna show you how to make twenty thousand dollars a month. I mm. personally have never done that. Yeah, but I'm gonna show you how to do that. Right? Like you can't do that. It doesn't work. You yeah. can't. How can you tell me how to make twenty thousand dollars a month when you haven't made twenty thousand dollars a month? And that's a huge thing that a lot of coaches who are coaching coaches do. They tell you, like, you know, I'll teach you how to be a six, I'll show you how to be a six-figure earner. Are you a six-figure earner? Well, no, but I'll show you how to do it, right? So if mm -hmm. you haven't done it, you can't, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to listen to somebody who hasn't done that. Like, you should be, you should be way above where I am, right? Yes. That's, that's key. That's very important to understand, to make sure. Like, I, I know where I, I've done that. I achieve that. I have that. So I know I can I can show you exactly what I did to get there. I'm not saying that you're going to get twenty thousand dollars every month, but I can show you how to do that, and mm -hmm. I, I can guarantee that in six months' time you'll have started earning twenty thousand dollars a month at least once, and it's yeah. up to you to keep it going, right? But yeah. I'll show you all the steps that you have to take to do that, and that and that's why you get a coach is because you want to get them to show you how to do something in far less time than it would take you to do yourself, and avoid all the mistakes that they would make. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking because I've talked to people who are coaches, um, specifically, for example, let's say some health coaches where yeah. they are teaching people how to lose weight, but they themselves have always been, they themselves have always been skinny and they're like, well, yeah. I went to school and I'm a, like a dietitian yeah. or I'm a health yeah. professional or something like that. And they're teaching people how to become healthy, but they've never done yeah. it themselves. I know. Should they change their niche or what is your opinion on that? Well, I, th I, I think it really depends on if they're capable of doing that. Like, I believe that, you know, if you have education, yes, you can teach people certain things. But I can guarantee that that person, that thin person who's showing a very overweight person how to lose weight, that they probably haven't been as hungry as that overweight person is. And how do you deal with that? Right. Mm. So how did you get over that? Like, how do I how do I do that when I'm lying in bed at night and I've eaten my 1500 calories and I want to eat 1500 more. What yeah. am I, what do you, what did you do to do that? Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've never gone over 600 calories a day. So right. it's, you know, there is, there is yeah. that, right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying that they can't do it, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be hard. So like, I, I would say that if, if that person who is a, a, um, a fit and never been overweight, they would probably deal with somebody more inclined to be, going to a gym and maybe not getting the results they're looking at or the, that they want. And they could help them with that over, mm -hmm. uh, you know, over that, like taking somebody who has bad eating habits or, you know, yes, you can address those things. Right. But if you've never been an overweight person, you're going to have a hard time convincing me, you know, it's just like, it's like getting a trainer and you, you go to a gym, you get a, tr a personal trainer, but they're, they're overweight and out of shape and you're like uh, yeah it could doesn't really. quite work that way like, no i was looking something <laughs> yeah. a little bit more buff <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? so, exactly so it's yeah. like you know i'm not saying they can't do it but it's it's a pretty hard sell to do yeah it if you, yeah you know right so and, and you work with of, a lot of new coaches it sounds like people who are learning how to be coaches how yeah. do they get that confidence to coach people when they haven't gotten the results for other people. Um, but let's say they've gotten the results for themselves. Do you help them build up their confidence and see that them getting the results for themselves was 
worthy enough to then go and take it and, you know, charge money to get that for other people? Because I see that's, that's a very big hang up for a lot of new coaches. Absolutely. That's like the biggest, that's the biggest thing is that like, you know, that yeah. imposter syndrome, that limiting belief that, you know, why would anybody pay me to, to do that? Well, they're paying you for your knowledge. Like your knowledge is value. It's all about value. Like what, what are you giving that person that they can't get themselves? Like if you can give them that, then you can charge them for it. Right. Like, and you don't have to, like, you can't feel if you are charging somebody for something that you know, they're never going to achieve. That's, pretty unethical right mm -hmm. like the idea is that you're going to give somebody value for what they're paying for so you have to you yeah. know you have to look at that and i think you know part of part of what we do with our coaches is you know you, you we put them through a whole series of questions and um tasks to say like you know this is so don't you think that that was worth something right did you like you've mm, learned this and I you've like managed that. this and you're, you know, you're a professional in this field and you've actually proven that you can do it. Why wouldn't somebody that's never done it, but wants to do it, why wouldn't they pay you for it? Right. Like I'm going to pay. I, I mean, I have a coach, right. Every, I, I want to know, like, how do I get farther than I am right now? Like, how do I, yeah. how do I eventually move from uh, coaching to being a public speaker? Cause that's my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what mm -hmm. I would love to do. So how do I do that? How do I make that transition? So I have a coach that's helping me progress as I go. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, everybody does, right. It's just, it's no different than when you start a new job and, and you have somebody showing you how to do that job. It's the same thing. That person's showing you how to do that job because they've done that job. They're not, your boss is not going to give you somebody who's never done accounts receivable and show you how to do accounts receivable. Right. So right. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty basic stuff at, at, you know, at the foundation of it it is pretty straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. like, you know something I don't, and I want mm -hmm. you to teach me. And the difference between a coach and a mentor is I am going to show you as a coach, I am going to show you how to do those things yourself and develop the skills and abilities to continuously grow and make changes as you need them. Whereas if I was a mentor, I am going to, you're going to follow me around and you're going to do exactly what I do. And then hopefully you're going to get exactly what I got right mm. like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show you the tricks of the trade you know that kind of stuff right whereas as a coach you do show them like this is how you how, this is how you go back in time to find out what is stopping you from moving forward mm -hmm. where is that block this is how we're going to do that and we show you how to do that right and then we show you how mm. to manage that and how to deal with that as time goes on yeah right, right. so it's a big difference yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's very, very interesting. I've never had anybody break down that kind of difference between what does it mean to be a coach? What does it mean to be a mentor? And right. I like that, that whole idea of guiding and going, okay, these are the actual steps that you can take to get to that point. And yes. so that's a, that's a really, I think a good perspective for coaches uh, listening mm -hmm. to go, okay, how can I provide that kind of experience for my clients? For sure. Because once your mentor walks away, you don't necessarily know what to do next or how to get mm -hmm. to the next level. Whereas with coaching, we're going to show you how to find out to, to get that out of yourself, like how to get those skills, like, it, it's about going back in and showing like people think, Oh, I don't know how to do that. And then you show them like, this is an example of where you've done this in your life already. And I don't even know you, you've already done mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's simple as a, a kid convincing the mother to give them a cookie after they've had five cookies. 
and the kid mm. wins, right? The salesperson, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so it's like, right. yeah, right? So that's what it's about. Super interesting. Okay, so I know that you're an expert in mindset and everything on that side of things. And mindset's constantly a topic that I think is addressed yeah. and brought up when it comes to business. Makes sense because it's super mm -hmm. important on that side of things. Yeah. But my my kind of question to you to wrap this whole podcast up is, what do you think is the thing about mindset that holds people back the most or the thing about themselves that they, they uh, use to hold them back from achieving everything that they want in life? Well, the simple answer is mindset um, yeah. because it, it doesn't matter what kind of a coach you are. Every single thing that a person struggles with and is having difficulty with and is not able to accomplish is because of their mindset. So it doesn't matter. Like mm. I'm not losing weight. I'm a fitness coach. You're not losing weight. It's your mindset. Mm. I'm a business person. I'm not being successful. You got the wrong mindset. You, <laughs> you have to change your mindset. It's all about um, believing in yourself and how, how are we going to do that? So you, you build them up and show them why they can do what they are, what they want to do and yeah. show them what's going to happen if they don't and what's going to happen if they do and they fail and what's going to happen when they succeed. Yeah. All of those things have to happen, right? But the entire process, the entire change of every single person on this planet is all about mindset. That's why you have people who have an alcoholic parent yeah. and one is an alcoholic and one is a vice president or a president of a company. Yeah. It's mindset. And then if you ask them, why are you an alcoholic? My father was an alcoholic. Why are you mm -hmm. a president? My father was an alcoholic, mm -hmm. right? Same thing, just a different mindset. So you have a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. You want to, mm. a fixed mindset is a victimization of everything. It's why me? Why, why did yeah. this happen to me? Like, why is this always, why am I always the one, right? Well, you're not. It's happening for you. It's happening. It's a lesson. It's a lesson to learn, to learn from, to yeah. change. And if you don't ever change, it's like, if you do the same thing every single day, you get the same results every single day. Yeah. So if you're not changing, you know, it's the simplest analogy of driving a tractor on a farm in two ruts and you do the same thing every day. But if you just decide one day you're going to take that turn, one quarter turn, and you're going to end up getting out of the rut and going and going and going. And then eventually, if you keep that quarter turn, you're going to go in an entirely different direction. Yeah. And that's exactly what you have to do with your life right? Mm. One small thing at a time. It's not going to happen overnight and there's going to be tons of challenges, but you have to believe that you can do that. And you have to believe that it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Everything is happening for you to learn and experience and develop and grow. That's what it's about. More challenge, right? Mm. Oh, that's, that's a great note to kind of finish it up on. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, where can people go if they want to connect with you, if they want to hear more, if they need help with their mindset, or if they're wanting to learn how to be better coaches? They actually, the, the Coaches Coaches um, is on uh, Instagram, always at Kevin at uh, kevtalk.net is my website. You can go there. Um, but the Coaches Coaches um, is on Instagram. Uh you know, anywhere that like it's all over the place. If you just put, if you Google Kevin Raymond, yeah. you should come up with Kevin Raymond coaching at least. Right. So yeah. we're all out there. Um, just, just look it up. It's easy to get to, but Kevin at kevtalk.net. 
net is probably the easiest way to connect with all of the stuff that we have. So amazing. That's, that's the best one. All right. Beautiful. Yep. And I'll make sure to link it in the description. Um, Absolutely. But anything else that you want to uh, bring up or say before we finish up? I always just like to say, you know, like every day that you wake up is the day that you start doing the very best that you can do. So yeah. every single day. That's like, if you didn't do it yesterday, you got a chance to do it today because you woke up. So mm. keep going, right? Like it's going to happen and it's going to happen at some point, but you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to ever sell anything to anyone, right? Yeah. You have to believe in yourself and everybody has an ability to do better. So do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much. I truly appreciate you. your time. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. So great to have you on. Let's go ahead and cue that outro clip. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, Keep shifting your business towards success.